Welcome to New Covenant Church. You are listening to this week's message with Senior Pastor Chris Valdez. Good morning. Well, it is good to see you this morning. It is so uh, nice to have people in the building. Uh, I like what Evan said at the beginning of the first service. He said, human beings. <laughs> we have human beings in the building. Uh, well, first of all, happy Mother's Day. Uh, if you are a mother, we are uh, so thankful for the influence that you bring to your family, to the lives of your children, to all those around you. You are uh, so special. Uh, not just in, in the community of believers, but throughout the world. Uh, none of us would be here <laughs> without our mother. Uh, well, before we get into the word, and it's going to be uh, focusing on, on mothers this morning, but before we do, um, I want to share a couple things with you. I had something else I was going to share, but then as we were in worship, and that a fantastic word of the, the picture that, that Daryl got last night, um, and this kind of goes along with it, but it's just the power of the word. Uh, and, and as we were singing the song this morning, that blessing uh, in, the, in the song, uh, I'm not sure what the title of the song is. Uh, is it just the blessing? Uh, for in Numbers 6, verse 22, it says, The Lord spoke to Moses, saying, Speak to Aaron and his sons, saying, Thus you shall bless the people of Israel. You shall say to them, The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. And that's a blessing that is upon us and our children. And just like that song, and our children and their children and their children for generation to generation. And the word of God does not return void. And he's going to do everything that he has said he's going to do. And that's why we have a covering over us that nothing can touch, nothing uh, can take from us and uh, we're going to talk about it in a little bit and I won't uh, get into it too much now but just that uh, the enemy Jesus said don't fear someone who can only affect your body uh, or even kill our physical body fear the God who has control over both our body and our soul and so uh, that's going to be something that's that's a theme of the message that we're looking at this morning but what I wanted to touch on before we get into the word is, uh, first of all, it's hard to believe that it's been seven Sundays since we've met here in, uh, together as, as a body physically. And for those of you uh, who are joining online, we're so thankful. We're thankful that we have that technology available this whole time, that whether you're watching by video or audio, um, that we were still able to stay connected and we were still able in many ways to uh, continue ministry. Um, and I understand those who are still needing to make the decision to to uh, participate remotely, but there's that just can't take the place of gathering together, of being together with our brothers and sisters in Christ. And I don't know about you, but this this hit me really hard as we walked through this time. Um, if you'd have asked me eight weeks ago if I took for granted the freedom that we had, if I took for granted uh, the freedom to assemble in general, you know, not just for church, but just getting together with people. And then certainly the freedom to worship as the Lord has called us to worship and gather together as a body of believers. My answer would have been an emphatic no. You know, I don't take it for granted. Uh, but I had no concept of what it would be like to not have that freedom. I had no frame of reference to know what it would be like to not be able to gather. My whole life, uh, I shared with the first service, uh, 
I've missed church before, I'll confess. Uh, there's been Sundays that I did not attend church, but I cannot remember a time in my life where I missed more than one. And that goes from pre, pre, post-conception, pre-birth. I just, I grew up with a heritage of, of, of gathering together with the body of Christ. And so, uh, literally in my whole life, you know, there were times where I might miss a week, but that was it. So there was just no frame of reference for what we've, what we've experienced. And so what it, uh, showed me was at the end of this is I absolutely took it for granted. I had no idea what it was like to not have it and how special it was to be able to gather together like we are this morning. And I don't ever want to lose uh, that that idea or this new frame of reference. I never want to take it for granted again. And while I hope we never experience anything like this again, my prayer is that we will never uh, lose this appreciation for what we have. And realize that there's people all over the world who don't have this privilege, who don't have these freedoms. And my prayer is that we will never lose these freedoms in the United States. There's states uh, right now where government authority uh, has been and continues to be abused under our Constitution. They're taking their powers far farther than they have uh, legal right to under our Constitution. Uh, and my prayer is that those responsible will be held accountable. And not just for, you know, not just for retribution, but because these uh, freedoms, these privileges that have been guaranteed to us under our Constitution are worth fighting for, are worth holding on to. And so if we allow people to abuse them now, it's going to give a foothold for each time something like this happens. They'll take more and more and more till we, we don't have those freedoms anymore. I like one uh, quote, I believe it was from Ronald Reagan. He basically said, the United States is the last place on earth where these uh, kind of freedoms exist. And he said, if we go away, no one else is left you know, to hold that standard. And so my prayer is that we will uh, keep those freedoms. Now, I don't believe uh, that necessarily this was a you know, conspiracy or specifically against the church. I and mean, we've seen it impact every business, every uh, type of group. Um, but I still think that as, as believers, we need to hold on to the freedoms that, that we have. Uh, and I also was reminded of the scripture uh, where Joseph was talking to his brothers uh, after he was, you know, Pharaoh or, or the second in command in Egypt. He said, what the enemy meant for evil, God meant for good. And I think the enemy saw this as a great opportunity to shut down what we would call as church in the United States and over, you know, even in other countries who have similar freedoms. And so we've seen churches who have not been gathering. But even what he meant for evil, one of the things that Satan does not have the ability to do is tell the future. He does not know the future like our Heavenly Father does. And God knew what was going to happen. This did not take him by surprise. He is seated on the throne. He has been, he is, and he always will be. And the end is good. He wins. And we know that. We know that. And that's why we don't have anything to fear. We have nothing to be worried about because God is in control. And we can have our hope and faith in him. God is calling us to be the church. And we're going to be looking at that this morning and also the next two weeks. Uh, one word that he spoke to me the other day was Jesus said he called us to go. To go into all the world uh, and to proclaim the word. Well, a building can't go. A physical structure can't go. Only the people that gather together can. And we come to this place to get equipped, to get filled up, but not just for its own sake. It's so that we can go out 
and be the church, be the body of Christ to everyone that we encounter. And I think that this time, uh, again, will be used uh, in a way that the enemy had no ex- expectation for, that there's going to be a new body of believers going out from churches in a different way than they ever have before. And it's going to affect the world because we're going to go and be the church as God has called us to be. And my prayer is that God continues to be, to bring his kingdom and his will and that it will be done on earth as it is in heaven as Jesus taught us to pray. But we have to remember it's whatever that may look like. A lot of times our expectations are totally different from what God's plan is. And that's why I love that scripture uh, so much that Joseph and that just the words that Joseph said, what you meant for evil God meant for good. If we looked at that plan over his life where, you know, he had a dream that he was going to, you know, his brothers and his dream uh, comes to fruition. But his dream was so small and so insignificant compared to what God was actually going to do. His dream was merely his brothers and his father and mother bowing down to him. It was just his family. And you think, well, for the youngest in the family, that's a pretty big deal. But where God was actually going to take him and what that actually meant was so much more than that. But he didn't intend to go into slavery and then to uh, get wrongfully accused of abusing uh, his master's wife and then go to prison. Each one of those things we would look at and think, man, that was bad. And then that next thing that happened was bad. And that next thing that happened was even worse. And none of it played out the way he thought it would have. But God knew from the very beginning that was the plan. And he looked at that story and said, it's good. It's good. It's good. It's good. And the end is better than the promise you thought you knew what it was in the beginning. And that's the word that we have promised us. That's the protection that God has put over us, that he is going to be with us in everything that we walk through. And we don't have anything to fear. And we can have faith in that and confidence in that and know that whatever it looks like, even though it may be nothing like we expected it to, God is on his throne and he's going to accomplish everything he has said and purposed. And those scriptures that we sang in worship and that I just read from Numbers are true and they will always be true. And he is going to bless his children from generation to generation to generation in a kingdom that's unshakable for all eternity. That's where our hope is. That's where our faith lies. Well, if you have your Bible with you this morning, uh, turn to Proverbs 31. That was just the introduction. (laughs) But it's a short, (laughs) the message is short, so we had extra time. (laughs) The series that we just finished last week was on how our faith is for our life and living today. And this morning's message is is similar in that, uh, that we're going to look at and see how we can walk through the difficult days that we're facing right now, then that we can... uh, Focus on on him, on our Heavenly Father. And this morning's focus is going to be uh, on women and mothers, obviously because today is Mother's Day, uh, and because our primary scripture is Proverbs 31, If you the, the chapter. If you know anything about that chapter, it's a beautiful chapter that describes a woman and a mother who fears the Lord, but it applies to all of us. Read along with me in verse 25, Proverbs 31, verse 25. Strength and dignity are her clothing, and she laughs at the time to come. The New King James Version says, Strength and honor are her clothing. She shall rejoice in time to come. And the Passion Translation reads, 
bold power and glorious majesty are wrapped around her as she laughs with joy over the latter days. I don't know about you, but I've uh, had and continue to have the privilege of being surrounded by strong women in my life. Uh, when I was uh, very young, I actually had a great-great-grandmother, uh, both great-grandmothers, um, all my grandmothers, um, and then, of course, my mother, and then now blessed with my wife and two daughters, uh, who are, they attended the early service this morning. Uh, but these women were all women of God. They were women uh, who sought the Lord, and they were women uh, like this woman described here who had strength and dignity, who had a faith and a strength uh, that couldn't be shaken. But there's a reason for that, and we're gonna be, that's what we're going to be looking at this morning is where does this strength come from? How is she able uh, to clothe herself in strength and honor? How is she uh, able to have this kind of dignity? How can she look at an uncertain future with joy and happiness? There's a beauty in this strength that's described in these verses, in this verse 25. Not only is she clothed and wrapped up in strength, she's able to laugh and rejoice in the time to come. She isn't worried. She doesn't fear the future. And I hope all of you have had the privilege of having women like this in your life. I have known both men and women that were clothed in this kind of strength. No matter what was happening on or going around them, uh, they had seemed to have a supernatural peace. And it doesn't mean that they were never concerned or stressed or under even great pressure. But in the midst of that pressure, in the midst of that turmoil and those circumstances, there was an underlying strength that couldn't be shaken. And it's the people that I know like that that I've been around. It's like you, 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 you're, you're calmer just in their presence. Have you known someone like that, that you can be around them and you are at peace just because you're around them? Because they have uh, something that they rely on. There's a strength inside of them that just seems like nothing can shake it. And the question that I want us to look at and answer this morning is where does this type of enduring, solid, and hopeful strength come from? Where does this woman described in Proverbs 31 get her strength? And how is she able to have all of the characteristics described in these verses before we answer that question, though, I want to quickly touch on a couple of points about this woman described in these 21 verses. If you, and it's because it starts in verse 10 through 31. If you've read it before, you know that she could be described as a superwoman. I think most women would probably almost not want to read this because it seems to set up a standard that's impossible to meet. But there's a couple of things I want us to consider about that. First of all, if reading that passage and comparing yourself to the woman described in these verses only makes you feel guilty or inadequate. And by the way, we all feel that way when we look at certain scriptures in the Bible that set a standard that seems too high for anyone to reach. We're most likely not understanding it in the way that God intended one thing to note is that in our English translations, the verb tense in this whole passage is uh, a present tense. Like this lady was doing all of these things today. You know, she, she encompassed every one of these characteristics every single day of her life. But the, the original verb tense in the Hebrew is a past tense. So it isn't that these verses are describing one day or even one year in the life of this lady, but more that 
these were the things that she did and accomplished throughout an entire full life of faithfully following the Lord. What all these verses build up to is the driving force behind everything this woman did as she served those around her. We are all called to be servants like this. Jesus lived the perfect example of a servant life. And finding out what this driving force was will answer our question of where her strength comes from. And the purpose of Proverbs 31 isn't to give us a laundry list of to-dos. Rather, it's to point to the spirit, the heart, and the motivation that drove everything that this woman of God did. And we find our answer to the source of her strength in verse 30. So let's take a look at how we can clothe ourselves in strength and dignity, regardless of what life throws at us. Proverbs 31:30 says, Charm is deceitful and beauty is vain, but a woman who fears the Lord is to be praised. That's our answer. It is the summation of all the verses from verse 10 on. A woman who fears the Lord is to be praised. All of the characteristics of a godly woman, all of the characteristics of a godly anybody, flow from the fear of the Lord. When our source is the Lord, we can clothe ourselves in strength and honor. We can look at whatever the future may hold and rejoice and laugh because we know the one who holds the future. And he's good. In Psalm 121, verse 1, David revealed the source of his strength. Read along with me. I lift up my eyes to the hills. Where does my help come from? My help comes from the Lord, maker of heaven and earth. Indeed, he who watches over Israel will neither slumber nor sleep. Where does our help come from? Where does our strength come from? Where does my hope come from? What's my source of life? The Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. Before we close, I want to point out something that I was reminded of as I studied these words again. And that's that Proverbs is bookended by this answer. Proverbs begins and ends with the answer to our question. It points us to the same source, our Heavenly Father, the Maker of heaven and earth. Read Proverbs 1-7 along with me and then verse 20. It says, The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. Fools despise wisdom and instruction. And then verse 20 says, Wisdom cries aloud in the street. In the markets she raises her voice. Proverbs 31-30 lets us in on the secret. All the characteristics of the righteous woman flow from her fear of the Lord. And Proverbs 1.7 says the beginning of knowledge comes from the fear of the Lord. Verse 20 is just convicting. And, and also note that uh, wisdom is portrayed as, as female. It says she raises her voice. Wisdom cries aloud in the streets. The sad thing is so many of us don't listen to her. Too often we don't have the wisdom to fear the Lord, to put our hope in Him, to put our trust in Him in a time where the entire world is filled with fear and uncertainty. We can clothe ourselves in strength and dignity and laugh and rejoice at an uncertain future. How? Because when we fear the Lord, we won't fear anything else. 
when we know our help comes from the Lord, we can be confident that no problem can arise that's too big for him to handle. The woman praised in Proverbs 31 does not present an impossible standard. She presents a godly standard, what we would call being Christ-like. The verses we looked at this morning should inspire us to desire her fear of the Lord and let everything in our life flow from that source. Her heart, her mind, and body are strengthened by her devotion to the Lord for the family and work that he has entrusted to her care. As we follow her example and the kind of life that flows from her faith, we will be blessed and we will be able to be a blessing to others. Ladies, you are an amazing creation of God. Nothing else in creation is like you. You were created to bring him praise and honor and glory, but in a very specific way. The only way that you or any of us can truly live the life that we were created to live is by having a fear of our Lord, the maker of heaven and earth as the source of our whole life. When we fear the Lord, we won't fear anything else. Jesus said, don't fear man who can only kill the body. There's only one worthy of fear, the one that has control of the body and the soul. And I'll even add that we don't have to fear Satan himself. He couldn't touch anything again that's, that's shakable. The only thing he can attack is our physical body. Even in the story of Job, he took away his health. He took away his children. He took away all his wealth. But guess what? None of those things were eternal. Every one of those things uh, was, was temporary. And the lives of his children, it says that he offered sacrifices for his children and prayed for them. And even though their physical life was taken away, they went to be with the Lord. The eternal was all that held on. The one thing that, uh, that we have to fear <laughs> is the Lord. He's the only one that is, is Lord over the shakable and the unshakable. Everything in this world is going to pass away. Everything that we look at that we might think we have to fear, there's nothing in it to fear because God looks at it all and he laughs because he knows the end from the beginning. And He know, we know that he's good. We know that he's on his throne. We know all of those things are true so we can be just like the lady described in Proverbs 1 and be clothed in strength and honor and dignity and laugh at what the future has to hold because we know the only thing it holds is temporary. It can't shake us because we have the living Son of God, Jesus Christ, dwelling in us and His Holy Spirit dwelling in us. The two things that are going to be eternal along with our spirit when the shakable goes away. There's nothing to be afraid of when we fear the Lord. And there's only one worthy of fear, one worthy of praise, one worthy of glory, one worthy of honor, and it's our Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. Will you bow your heads with me as we close? Dear Holy Father, we just thank you. We thank you that you are king. You're on your throne. You're never going to give it away. You're never going to abdicate it. And there's certainly no one that can take it away. Lord, you're worthy of all glory, all honor, all praise. You've sent your son to restore a relationship that we broke. 
You've made every way. You've made every promise. Even the blessing we read, you do it all. You bless us. You shine on us with your face. You love us. You restore us. You redeem us. You want to be with us. Our only response is to give you the glory and honor and praise and adoration that you deserve and to fear you a righteous, holy fear because you alone hold everything in your hands. We worship you. We give you praise. Lord, I bless everyone here. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May he bless your children from generation to generation to generation that they will follow and fear the Lord and they will proclaim his name until we are all proclaiming his name in eternity. Lord, thank you for the blessing of mothers. Thank you for everyone here uh, and for the, the fact that they've raised their children to seek and follow you. Lord, and we thank you for the blessing upon their lives. In your name we pray. Amen. Thank you for listening to this week's message. 